and I'm so honored and thankful that we have a guest with us tonight, one of my friends that I, I was privileged to serve on staff with at Daystar Church in Alabama. And, uh, and so he, he, he is here tonight. He is the president of Daystar College, and uh, he's been serving at Daystar for quite a while now. We've, we've been friends for a long time, well before we were ever on staff at Daystar Church. And Derek Dell is a friend of mine, and he is... Um, God's working in his life. God's moving in his life, just using him in a powerful way to reach the next generation for Jesus Christ. So we all help me welcome to the platform tonight, my brother in Christ, Pastor Derek Dale. Come on, help me welcome him. I'm so honored to be here, so thankful, and I just want to say, uh, all the way from Alabama, love you guys. This is awesome. You're a part of something really special tonight. I had one job not to get in their way and I already blew that, right? Uh, this year part of something so special tonight. This is just absolutely amazing. And I just want to take a minute and just thank Pastor Ben. Uh, it's been an honor. Uh, I'm obviously honored to be here, but it's been an honor to watch you, watch you grow, watch you take chances for God. It's been an honor to be your friend, to have a friend that encourages me, speaks life into me, believes the best in me, pulls it out of me. And I just want to wish you more and more blessing on your life. And everything that you've given and poured out to all of us, we just come into agreement that God will give it back to you in double portion. Come on, somebody. We honor your lead pastor. Just so, so thankful to be here. And I just want to jump uh, a ride in tonight. So if you're ready, say yeah. yeah. Oh, that was good. All right, good. I believe you. Everybody online, I know, yeah, I know you're there. Hey, I, just turn to your neighbor, turn to your neighbor, say, yep, yep, it's going to be good tonight. It's going to be good tonight. You're looking good. First Wednesday's going to be good. All right. Now turn to your second choice, you know, the one you didn't pick first. Say, hey, neighbor. No, 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 I need full participation. Say, hey, neighbor. I didn't pick you first. You were not my first choice tonight. But don't worry. God chose you. Tonight's going to be great. All right, let's give God praise, everybody. Let's give him praise. You know what I love is that some of you didn't get picked first. I, I, there's been time, plenty of times in my life when I didn't get picked first. And, and I'm okay with that. What I love about God, there's a lot of things I love about him. My favorite, I think my favorite thing about God is that he picks people that we wouldn't choose. <laughs> that he picks people. And I'm one of those. My testimony, really my life is being chosen by a God that when other people wouldn't choose me, he chose me. Because see, he thinks different, he does different, he is different, his ways are higher than our ways, and he chooses differently. Come on now, that's reason to celebrate. Because you know you, and I know you look good tonight. Y'all do, you look so good. Now, I'll tell you, bro, I got you. But if I had your hair, I'd own the world. You need to know that. Hey. I don't know why y'all laughing. I'm talking gospel right now, okay? But you know, you know, you know you. And you know those things about you. Those things that not many people know. Maybe only you know your secret thoughts and the things going on. And here's the good news. That God doesn't pick like everybody else. He doesn't choose like everybody else. And he's chosen you. Because he does things differently. 
He is a different kind of God, and I love this about him. In fact, I just want to jump right into the scripture and Proverbs. And if you're taking, if you're, uh, taking notes tonight, do this. And if you're not taking notes, go ahead and take notes with this. Uh, Proverbs 30, uh, verses 24. Man, hey, they're helping me out. They're good. There are four things which are little on the earth, but they're exceedingly wise. The ants are people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. If you're taking notes, the title of the message tonight is Humble Hustle. Humble Hustle. See, now, in the early 2000s, I graduated in 2002 from high school. 2006, I went on a missions trip to Africa. I went to Kenya, okay? And we served uh, with some orphans there. It was just a wonderful trip, a wonderful experience. And during that trip, on the, one of the last days, we were there for like 10, 12 days. During the, the last part of that trip, they said, hey, we're surprising all of you guys, and we're going to go on a safari, all right, and this was really cool. So we got into um, these uh, uh, vehicles like this. This is actually from that trip. Got into these vehicles where, where animals could attack you up top. I was like, is this really the best idea, guys? Because if you know me, you know I'm a scaredy cat, okay? And, and speaking of cats, they had big cats, Really big, alive cats. See, we were going to see this tribe uh, that's the, the Maasai people. We were going to visit this people. And these guys teach their children how to kill big cats. Lions, 10-year-olds carrying equipment to kill lions, y'all. I mean, this is another kind of people, okay? This was amazing. And while we were there, we saw some really cool stuff. Um, we saw, I mean, there was, there was moments where I could not see anything but zebra. It was crazy. It was wild. In fact, we got up and close with some really cool elephants. And because I am from Alabama, you know, all right? I won't even say it, you know, all right? But then we got up and close with this guy. Now, I, well, she, I will say, is dangerous, Okay. She is dangerous. And I learned uh, during this safari something about what they call the big five. All right? The big five. And uh, the big five is the lion, the leopard, the rhino, the buffalo, and the elephant. The rhino, the, the lion, the leopard, the rhino, buffalo and the elephant and so what we started trying to do is to find all these and why they're called the big five is because back in the day when people were allowed to hunt these animals and they're not anymore but back in the day these were the ones that they considered hardest uh, to kill and now they're still the big five because instead now you hunt them to try to find them when you're on a safari so we're looking for the big five. And y'all, it's awesome because we're searching, we're looking for these animals because it's a wonder. And you know, what's amazing about this is if I was God and I wanted to illustrate myself and how my people should be, I would probably use the big five. But we don't serve a God who picks like everybody else picks. 
and chooses like everyone else chooses. And so he uses the little four. And he picks the ant, the coney, the locust, and the spider to tell us something about how we should be and tell us something about who he is. And so tonight, I want us to go into the humble hustle and I want us to see what it means to seek after the little four. See, the humble hustle is a spirit-filled attitude to move with constant purpose, a constant and driven excuse me, constant, consistent and purpose-driven intentionality while keeping a kingdom perspective of God, others, and oneself. It's this attitude of I'm going to recognize who God is, and I recognize who I am, and I recognize who everyone else is in God's story. It's that attitude of recognizing our part in what God is trying to do. And this is so important. Because all of us are in and have been in humble hustle seasons. Now listen, here's what's really key about the humble hustle that we're talking about tonight. A lot of times people hear humble hustle and you think, well, if I work hard enough, I'll get there. If I do enough, I'll get there. But this isn't about you at all. <laughs> this is about what God is trying to accomplish in your life. Many times it looks like this. He'll give you a dream. And then he'll say, okay, now come back here to where you're actually out and do the humble hustle to get to that dream that I gave you. That's what it looks like. This is the humble hustle. And it takes, uh, we say it this way, the humble hustle begins the moment God reveals his plan to you and lasts until the moment that God's purpose is complete in your life. In other words... All of us are in the humble hustle. Everyone hear me? No one has arrived yet. And if you think you've arrived, you're lying to yourself because the rest of us can tell you what's wrong with you. Okay? None of us have arrived yet. It doesn't matter your position, what your platform is. Listen, I know tonight that there are people probably even in this room who maybe are more qualified, maybe even know the scripture better than me, maybe even uh, have more prestige than I would or speak better than I could. But this is a part of my story. I'm only here because of what God has done in my life because God chooses like we wouldn't choose and I'm a, ben a beneficiary of his choosing and you're a beneficiary of how he picks. But even though he's picked you doesn't mean you've arrived yet oh that's good because tonight we get to hustle to where God has called us to be to do what God's called us to do and to take part in his kingdom and what he wants to do in our life and we see this all through the scripture Joseph had a dream and then he's in slavery that wasn't a part of the plan right we see this with Noah God said, I'm going to use you for this, Noah. Now get to work. Go to the humble hustle. Every day. Work. The Bible says for 70 years. Some of, us are, some of us are like, it's been seven minutes. And we're like, God, why not me? Why not now? Listen, some of you, this is so important. That some of you even, you might think that you miss God. 
on the dream he's given you. Because he gave you a dream and it hasn't happened yet. I need you to know, maybe you didn't miss God. Maybe you're just in a humble hustle season. And maybe it's going to look longer than you thought it would. But God wants to give you the character to keep you as your dream gets there. If you have a big dream, you need a bigger commitment to God to see that dream happen in your life. And it's called the humble hustle. That I will work. I will show up. I will give my best. I will lower myself. I will exalt exalt God. And I will see him do the impossible in my life. This is God's story. For all of us, David was anointed to be king. (laughs) And then he was back in the fields with the sheep. Doing what he had always done. Isn't that our story? That God gives us big dreams, but then he puts us right back where we were. And he says, now complete the humble hustle and let me show up and be God in your life. This is the humble hustle. The, 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 the thing we have to realize is you can be anointed, called, and have the dream, but yet not be ready to be king. Let me say it like this. Just because you're anointed doesn't mean you're in the season to be king. Just because God's given you the stuff, just because he's given you the dream, equipped you with some great stuff, doesn't mean it's the right season for those things to happen in your life. And sometimes it takes longer than we thought it would. But it is better to allow God to equip us in humble hustle seasons so that we can last and not fall with faulty character, with bad doctrine, with bad theology, with all the different things that could stumble uh, along the way. It's better for us to stay in the training and work and let God do what he wants to do in our life so that when we get there, we can stay there and do the thing God called us to do. This is the humble hustle. If you got it, say, I got it. And here's the beautiful part is that God uses small things to teach us about himself. He is a humble. You know, it's funny. We work, work, work try to reach and go up. Man is always trying to go up, yet the model of Jesus is to humble himself and go low. And and even in what he picks with the the little four, he's saying, if you'll just go low, I think if we look a little deeper in the, the minutes we have left tonight, we will see some valuable lessons of how we can go into this humble hustle season learning from the little four that God said, hey, there's wisdom in the small things. And if you'll look at them, you'll find something very important for your life. And I want us to look at them tonight. And we're gonna start with the ant. And the ant's message is simple. What we do today matters tomorrow. In fact, uh, if you keep going here, the message is this, purpose-filled living. That is what he, that is what God's trying to tell us with the ant. I really believe this. Purpose the living. I love this verse about the ant in the scriptures and Proverbs. You lazy fool. Look at the ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Look at the ant and let it teach you. So let's look at the ant. What about the ant? The ant, in, in, in every season, it's preparing for the next season. Look at it. In the summer... It's not just hanging out like, hey, 
We got everything we need. We're good. No, he's preparing for winter. He's getting ready for what's next. You know what's this really, really cool about this? This is the same thing you see with successful people and people who aren't successful. This is important tonight because successful people are always looking at what God might do next. They're looking ahead. Unsuccessful people are always looking at what happened to them and behind them. But if we will listen to the message of the ant and we will join in the humble hustle of the ant, we will see that what we do today matters tomorrow. And if we will do what the ant does and not stay, the ant doesn't get caught off guard in the season because he's always prepared. He might not always feel prepared, but because of his humble hustle, he's ready. And I want to tell you, if you get in a humble hustle season with God, when he brings things into your life, you're going to be ready. See, the ant, even though he might not feel like he could do a lot, he's capable of a lot more than you might think. In fact, I read this week that he can lift 50 times his own weight. All right, that'd be like me lifting 4,000 pounds, all right? It'd be crazy, which I could do, all right? Don't judge me, all right? I know you look at me and think athlete, and you're right, all right? But the ant, the ant has, he's capable. Have you ever seen ants? A few, uh, a few years ago, um, we had um, an ant catastrophe in our house. They just started showing up. You know, I think, I think my son left some candy out or something. I don't know what. But we came in, and all these ants were in there. And it was like they were attacking the gummy bears, right? Like just attacking the gummy bears on the counter. I saw one ant break off a big piece of I'm not even making it. You couldn't make this up. He was like, he couldn't carry the piece of the gummy bear. He was just grabbing a hold of it and just dragging it. You know, just dragging it. And I just want to tell somebody in the room, hear me, that God has a big dream for you. But if you listen to the message of the ant, sometimes you can't carry it. But if you'll just put your teeth into it, if you'll just think about tomorrow and not just today, if you'll put your heart into it with a hustle, somebody tonight needs to grab hold of that thing and just start dragging it until God, do, God does what he says he's going to do in your life. You can do this. This is the message of the ant. But he didn't just stop with the ant. He takes us a little farther to the coney. And he says, find your security in the rock. Now, what does that look like? It looks like this. It's a blank screen. I think it's coming. It looks like this. No, I'm just kidding. That's the rock. No, that's not what it looks like. Okay? It actually it looks like something a little bit different. Find your security in the rock. It's about spiritual identity. Spiritual identity. Listen, you can't let... What other people say about you. You know what I love about the coney? Because the coney is related to the rabbit. But even though he's in the rabbit, he's a very small, meek animal. But even though he's small, he's not fast like a rabbit. In fact, he has um, a hindrance. His back legs are, are, are really weak. And so he can't run fast. He has a handicap. And some of us... We're using our handicaps as a reason why we can't chase after what God has told us to do. But see, the humble hustle season says, even in spite of your handicap, 
in spite of what family you were born in, in spite of what people say about you, in spite of your past, in spite of your circumstance, in spite of what happened to you or wasn't fair or what they did to you or what they said about you, in spite of all of that, if you'll find your security in me, I will bring you safety. See, he goes up into the rock. <laughs> he goes into the rocks because he finds security there. And he doesn't allow himself to be hurt by his enemy because he's found inside the rocks. He's found in safety. And I just need somebody tonight to believe again that no matter what is opposing me, no matter what they said, no matter what happened, if I will put my position in the one who is calling me and calls me son and daughter, and I put my, my safety in him, he calls me son, he calls me daughter, he is my safety, and he will help me out in everything. Amen. He'll get me there. If you find your identity in the refuge of the rock, you can withstand the enemy's lies about you. See, the enemy is scared of you recognizing whose you are, and that makes you recognizing who you are. <laughs> I wish the devil would tonight, because he's coming into a house of saints of God. He's coming into a place that we know who, I mean, if we really knew who we are, that when we pray and we go to the kingdom of God, that he hears our prayers, they're powerful, they're effective, that he goes before us, the Bible says he surround us on every side. I wish an enemy would because he would see the power of God in our life. Hey, don't give me a golf clap. Instead, believe that about you and your life. Believe that God wants to do something more in you and that your identity is in God alone. He's taking care of you. He's working it all out. So we learn about the message of the ant. We see the message of the coney, but it can't stop there. We have to go to the locust. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, the locust is coming. The locust is coming. I need you to do a lot of the locust is coming. The locust is coming. All participation, the locust is coming, or I'll keep screaming into the mic. This is what they said. This is what they were saying when they saw the locust. Because, see, Pharaoh, and in the scriptures, they were very familiar with the locust, because the locusts would come in and they would completely ravage a city. The locust teaches us that we is always more powerful than me. Because, see, a locust by itself is really insignificant. It's not scary. You can just do this and it's done. But when the locusts come, it would, the Bible literally says there would be nothing green left in the city after the locusts came. They would start running. They would start panicking. They would build walls, but the locusts were coming. There was nothing they could do. Because the locusts were coming. And when the locusts came, they would keep fighting against the wall until they got a hole in the wall. And once one hole was in the wall, they would tear it out and they would all come into the city. They would put up fires to burn the locusts, but the first locusts would go through the fire to put it out and sacrifice themselves so the rest of the locusts could come to achieve the mission. The locusts were coming. The locusts were coming. We is always more powerful than me. This speaks to us about unity. The Bible says when we're in unity, 
There's nothing we can't do. When we believe in one another and decide to stop doing life by ourselves and go into a humble hustle of needing, I need you, you need me, we need each other. There's nothing that we can't do together. The locusts are coming. They embody a don't quit spirit. They're literally called the insect without number. You couldn't count them. There were so many and they would find their way in. They would shut their doors. They would hide. And, and if they couldn't get in through the window, they'd go to the door. If they couldn't get through the door, they'd go to the roof until they found their way in. They were on mission. They had purpose together. And they fought. And you know what's so amazing about the locusts? Despite the fact that it's teaching us a principle of like together all things are possible. What's so amazing is that the insect has a straight wing. <laughs> Even though they travel for miles, they don't fly. But you know where their strength is? It's in their legs. They're really good at jumping. They never miss leg day. <laughs> you talk to the locusts, they did not miss leg day. And they have a sense to know when the wind is blowing. See, if they jump early, they don't go far enough. If they jump late, they won't go where they want to go. But they have a sense together to jump because the wind hits at the right time. And jumping in the right wind can take them miles and miles. Now, this is the great part. In the Bible, do you know what the wind represents? The Holy Spirit. I want to tell you something tonight, church. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I felt like, I mean, I was on the plane. I was on the plane. What day is it? Wednesday, Tuesday morning. I was reviewing my notes. I got to this part, and the Holy Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you need to tell them in Wichita Falls that the wind is blowing. And if somebody in the room would jump, <laughs> if somebody in the room would take a little faith to go into their humble hustle, and they would trust the Spirit of God. You're about to jump into a season that is going to take you farther than you thought it would take you. This is my story. I think I'm still living off of a season of when I was 15 and I jumped into a calling, a full-time ministry. Everything good in my life, because not because of me, but the wind blew, which only God can call the wind to blow. But I responded when the wind came. And that little jump, God took me farther and did more than I could ever imagine because I was willing to jump and if somebody in the room would just jump out take a step of faith toward what God has been speaking into you and believe you know what this is greater than me this is a wee vision I'm gonna come alongside because you know why we're doing this tonight you know why we're here I was just thinking about this during worship we're here in here singing not because we need to not because uh, it's just like uh, oh well it's just our time to go and sing and talk to God it's great and that's all that's good but tonight we're in here we're surrendering to God because God God loves this city because he has more for these people because he has people out there he wants in here because he has people out there he needs this from them he wants their heart and so we're in here because there are prayers that still need to be prayed there's families that need to be restored there's marriages that need to be brought back together there's children that need to be set free from addiction there's things that need to be done and 
I'm telling you, we is greater than me. And if we join into unity together, we'll go farther and do more than we could have ever done by ourselves. Ever. Ever by ourselves. The locust is coming. I want to call the, um, the keys back up. I just want to move to the, the last small creature and it's maybe my favorite. It's the spider. And the spider simply shows us that consistent excellence will take you there. Where? There. The place God said, the, the thing he showed you, the thing he's wanting to do in your life. Just consistent excellence. It speaks to integrity. I am who I say I am. I do what I say I do. You know what's really cool about the spider? Don't miss this. We're almost done. I don't want you to miss this. What's amazing about the spider? Well, one, it was a few weeks ago, I walked out of my house. And have you ever just walked into a, so it was night, and you walk into like a spider web or something, and you're like doing this number, and whoo, this number, and you're like, Jesus, please, God, this number. You know what I'm saying? I don't like spiders. So I did all of that. And I, 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 like I literally ran right, right into the web that I'd seen. Did all that shaking and stuff. I was like, oh, gross. Got in my car, went back inside. The next morning I woke up, I walked back outside. <laughs> and I saw that little spider had rebuilt that web. And I just got impressed with the dude. I was just like, good for you, man. Good for you. Because I messed that thing up last night. And I was just watching him and debating on if I was going to squish him, sorry. And then literally I found myself deciding not to because he's too far up for my child to get to him. And I was going to tell my wife, Nikki, hey, spider, and I'm having a moment with Jesus. Please don't kill it. <laughs> True story. I started looking at the spider. And the web, when you really look at it, it's beautiful. Like it comes from her, and it's so perfect and beautiful. And this is outside. Now, my house is not great. It's a, it's a nice house, but it's not like a mansion or anything. We're out in the country. We're from Alabama. Just let your mind go there. That's what my house looks like. Okay? But you know what? That spider, if in the king's palace, makes the web the same way. And if that spider in a jail cell makes the same beautiful web. And you know what the spider is saying? No matter what season you're in, you have be filled with integrity. You give it your best. God's not calling you to be perfect. See, perfection is depending on a perfect outcome. God is not calling you to define a perfect outcome, but he's calling you to perfection of spirit and heart. That I give my best. I do this for the Lord, not for people. I do this for God. I give my full heart, my full spirit. And no matter the outcome, no matter what I didn't know, no matter what I could do better, it is excellent because it's from my heart to God's heart. 
and I'm not going to let myself or other things stand in my way. I'm doing it for God. This is the message of the spider. And this is the message for all of us. The humble hustle. Little for wisdom. <laughs> to live, have purpose-filled living. The ant. Think about tomorrow, not just today. Spiritual identity. The coney. It doesn't matter your handicap. It doesn't matter what you can't do because you're found in Jesus and what he could do. <laughs> Unity, the locust. We has always been more powerful than me. I can't do this alone. I need you. You need me. And integrity. And wherever I am, I will give it my best. If I'm in front of kings, they'll get my best. If I'm in front of prisoners, they will get my best. If I'm in children's church, they will get my best. If I'm on the platform, they will get my best. From the parking lot to the platform, everywhere in between, at my job, at my, at my place of employment, at my home, in front of my family, in front of those who know me well, in front of those who only kind of know me, I will give my best. I am who I say I am, and I'm doing what God's called me to do, and I'm in the humble hustle chasing towards Him. Now here's the thing. Some of you, you hear this and you think that's great, but you don't know me. You don't know how broken and empty I am. I don't have, I don't have that to offer. I feel dead inside. I know you wouldn't say it. I know people shouldn't think it because it's a, a first Wednesday and you're here, but I know, I know because I felt that. There's years, can I tell you, can I tell you? There's years at times where I was on staff at a church having to speak in a microphone and still felt empty and disconnected from God inside. Like something was dead and off. I was, heard this story about Death Valley and if you look at all the places to look at, Death Valley is one of the ones really where there's no life as far as plant life goes. There's just nothing there. And I think we have a picture uh, that they're going to put up there for you. But Death Valley, literally, you look at it and you think, yeah, I get that. It's dead. <laughs> There's no life there. But something happened in 2004, about mid-2004 to mid-2005. Death Valley got more rain than it, like, really ever gets. It was crazy. It was record number of rain. And so a little bit later, after all the rain came, where people once thought there was only death, they came back and they experienced a super bloom. And what one time was only death, now there was so much life hidden there all along. But you know what it needed? The right condition. The right opportunity to blossom and grow. I need you to hear me tonight as I close. For the one who feels dead inside. How could God use me, pick me? I've been so far from Him. You're not dead. You just need the right environment. And the environment that God calls you to always is the humble hustle. The season of the humble hustle. God, I can't do this alone. He is better than me. God, I'm not just going to think about today. I'm going to think about my future. I'm going to make 
decisions filled with integrity. And I'm going to find my identity in you, not even in what I do or who I've been, in who you say that I am. Child of God, child of God, did you know that that's who he says you are? He poured out his blood, gave his life for you. You're a child of God. That is who you really are. So I just want to invite you tonight to join me in not being perfect, but striving for excellence. (laughs) And being a little weird at times, trying to pull it together, not having everything right. But man, I'm going to join into the humble hustle because there's a thing that God has for me. And in the right season, I'll see a super bloom of what God did in my life. Will you close your eyes? Will you close your eyes tonight? And I just want to be able to pray for you. If this message just connects to you, and, and you just say, man, like I feel like, and I want prayer team to go ahead and get ready. I want us to go into that, that moment together where people can pray with one another if they need to. But tonight, with no one looking, with just me being able to uh, pray for you, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I just want to be able to pray for you. If you would say, man, God is calling me into a humble hustle season. And the truth is, Derek, there's been some places that have been kind of dead. They looked like there were no life there. But the truth is, I'm going to go back into the humble hustle and I'm going to see the super bloom if I believe what God has asked me to believe. And I learn from the little four in my life. If that's you, I just want to be able to pray for you. Uh, with nobody looking so I can pray we just lift your hands so I can pray for you I need to go yeah hands front back yeah more hands more hands anybody else I'm just going back into the humble hustle season yeah there's hands all over anybody else anybody else I am going back into the humble hustle season that's great great so many of you lifting your hands tonight that's wonderful I'm gonna pray for you I'm gonna pray for all of us and then I'm gonna invite you to not keep it to do what you said that you would do (laughs) not depend on just you but to know that we is better than me and to come get into agreement with someone and to pray with them and confess to them and say hey will you pray for me about this will you support me as I take this step of faith into a humble hustle season so that I can get to where God has for me. Let's pray together, church. Lord, I just thank you for your spirit. God, I thank you for when the wind blows, if somebody would jump. <laughs> if somebody would just, just give the best that they have, that you might just catch them tonight, God, and carry them into the best days of their life, the best times of their life, the best opportunity of their life. Father, we do it because you said the jump. You said the step out in faith. Faith is what moves your heart. It's the jumping that gets us this alignment with your spirit. So tonight, Father, for the people who've raised their hands that are jumping into what you've called jumping into the humble hustle, God, who are coming back together surrounded by others, remembering their identity in Christ, looking towards tomorrow, not just today, and 
finding their uh, finding themselves in you and you alone Jesus I just pray strengthen them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet that they will be reminded that they're more than they think that you have better than they imagine that you're a good God you're a great God and you're great for them and you do surround them like a shield and you have been fighting for them and their prayers weren't hitting the wall they were going to your heart and you have not forgotten or abandoned or forsaken them but they are chosen called anointed filled with purpose set on mission to make a difference in the earth and you will see it through you will not give up you will not stop knocking you will reach 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 tonight we respond and we jump and we find you there in the name of Jesus we pray amen